Welcome to Speaking of Humanity. I'm Nahama Robinson, developer of the Unconflict Personality System for Supporting Relationship, www.unconflict.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode in this Speaking of Dating Profiles series. With us today is Sally. Welcome, Sally. So great to have you here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Me too. Me too. Um, Why don't you introduce yourself and share something that you think our audience would like to know about you? Sure. Um, Well, I am 35 years old. I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I have lived here for about eight years. Uh, Prior to that, I uh, grew up and lived and went to college in Richmond, Virginia. So um, living here is a little bit different of an experience, but I love it here. Um, I'm I'm single, obviously, since I'm on this podcast. I've never been married. Um, I have had a few long-term relationships, but nothing, um, obviously, that led to more. And, um, you know, I've been single now for about two years. I um, am interested in possibly, you know, um, finding a serious relationship if that uh, were to come my way. But I do have some challenges um, with dating uh, just due to some social media stuff, what I do for for a job right now, I am um, a podcaster and I uh, do have a larger social media presence, especially on Twitter. And so that that presents some unique challenges uh, to dating. Tell me more about that. Well, um, I've always kind of been a social media person, even before the days of MySpace and, and stuff like that. I was you know, um, dabbling in not only like AOL chat rooms and stuff, but I was on some early, early social media websites such as uh, PicRave, which most people aren't familiar with, but it was, um, it was kind of similar to MySpace in that it had, you know, photos in a wall that you interacted with, but it also had message boards. And so um, with the message boards, there was a lot more of a social aspect. Um, and it was all social aspect with people you didn't know. Um, it was online. So that's something that's always been very normal to me in my life. And um, so I joined Twitter about 10 years ago, well, gosh, 12 years ago. And um, I found just a great community there. Um, I did grow up a Minnesota sports fan. And living in Virginia, I never really had a um, anyone to connect with on that other than my family. And so when I found this online community, um, you know, I quickly uh, got immersed in that and, and made a lot of online friendships. And so just over the years, um, my following has grown. It's actually not that large in the scheme of things. It's only a little bit over 10,000. But um, the unique thing about my following is that it's a pretty niche following. It's all Minnesota uh, sports fans. And so majority of those people live here in this community and those who don't, you know, obviously have an attachment, um, to the state or to Minneapolis. And so, um, when you think about it that way, that it's like 10,000 people kind of like in your city and, and surrounding it is, it is a little bit different. I do have uh, two podcasts that I participate in weekly. One is mine. And then one is a, a Vikings podcast with a couple guys. Um, so it, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's great, but it, it just, like I said, it creates some unique challenges. Some people might say, wow, that's perfect. You know, like you have a, 
a huge group to pick from, you know, <laughs> like, why don't you just, why, you know, or not, don't just, but, you know, what's so hard? Like you have it easy because you have all these guys who are right there. Right. Um, how come that doesn't work out as far as a dating pool? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think a lot of people, um, a lot of people do feel that way. The the thing that is, um, well, there's a few things that are challenging about it, but the main thing is you don't know, you know, you're entering a communication, um, a, a conversation with someone who um, already has like preconceived notions about you mm -hmm. or they already um, yeah. feel like they already feel like they know me. And yes. I don't know if they've quote, known me online for several years or months, weeks. Um, and so it's never, it's never really a natural communicate communication, um, a give and take, you know, they, they're asked, they already feel like I said, they already have a heads up on, or, um, on getting to know, on knowing me. And I don't know anything about them. They're a blank slate. And yeah. so that can be, um, uh, kind of difficult to overcome um, mm. because you don't really know um, what people already think about you and they don't ask those natural questions that you would in getting to know each other. Um, then on top of that, so, so that's just one thing, but um, you know, then there's also the safety concern. I, I've, I've definitely lost a lot of trust in people in the past few years, just um <laughs> with the kind of people that have tried to get to know me or befriend me. And I find out that they actually, you know, aren't necessarily good people, but they kind of know how to make me feel comfortable because they mm -hmm. already do know me or have this common interest. That's, that's, that's the other thing. Like there's the common interest there, um, which you would think would make for, you know, a great start to a relationship, but it, it's been complicated. Um, and then uh, throw into that a lot of guys think, oh, this is my dream girl, you know, she likes sports, and she has the same interests as me. But then a lot of them really can't handle it once they really um, <laughs> get to know oh. my lifestyle and people saying hello to me everywhere we go and um, get just getting a lot of attention. And that way, a lot of guys end up not really liking that. Absolutely. Um, wow, I've, I've just learned so much from listening to you right now. <laughs> Uh, totally. It makes a lot of sense, but I never would have thought of it. So yeah, I totally, I really appreciate you sharing yeah. all of that. Um, so, but then on the flip side, you know, I've, I've tried to maybe date people who don't necessarily know who I am or, um, that all hasn't necessarily worked out for me either because then it's like explaining this, weird world to them <laughs> you know like hey I'm not a celebrity I'm not anyone important but for some reason people follow me online and you know this is this is a thing and so I've my last boyfriend actually from two years ago was not in that world at all and so it was just a big disconnect in our relationship um I felt like he was just constantly getting, you know, if if someone were to say something mean to me online or, you know, be be rude or, you know, things like that, he would take it very personally. Yep. And um, he wasn't able to just, you know, let things slide, I guess, um, not only in that way, but people speaking to us when we were out and stuff. I think it was just hard for him to relate to. And he was a little bit jealous and weirded out by that, too. So, yeah. I, I can totally understand. I mean, it, it's what really does sound like a catch 22. 
You yeah, know? for sure. <laughs> I, I so get it now. I so get it now. And and again, super appreciate you explaining, you know? Yeah. Um, so before we started recording, I did ask you the two multiple choice questions that I use to determine someone's personality and personality type. And we figured out that you are a physical connector with two relatively strong bodyguards. One bodyguard is a physical change maker and the other bodyguard is a social explorer. Now, both your bodyguards are strong, but I think to some extent, um, especially the physical change maker is circumstantial. So it really, that means that it's not always kind of readily visible. It's something that when you need it, it is there, but that may not, you may not need it for extended periods of time, if that makes sense. Right. And, and, uh, the, and the other bodyguard, which is social explorer, I would say is probably more pervasive. And again, I can explain more what that means. Um, so, to, to give an overview, as a physical connector, I would say that the way that applies to you is that, so the world that you are steeped in on a day-to-day basis and that you're very active in and really are sort of a leader within people see you as sort of a leader within that or one of you know one of the leaders in this in this very niche world yeah. and so the you know Minnesota sports world so the thing about sports and about a world like that is really just like you referenced it sort of has its own rules in the sense of everyone knows how it works. When I say rules, I don't mean that you have to follow certain rules, but it works a certain way. It functions a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. It very much flows a certain way. And it's very comfortable for you to be aware of how it functions and to and, and to be part of that. And, and very much just that's that's not a big deal for you to be like, oh, okay, this is how it functions. Not just not a big deal, but that you, it feels good to you. It feels good to you to be in a world that very much runs a certain way and you know how it runs and you pretty much know that in general, you're never going to be shocked. There might be an individual who says something ridiculous or obnoxious, but even right. that is part of how it works, right? Yeah. So it's sort mm-hmm. of, you understand, you understand the terms of engagement and that, that piece of just being somewhere where you understand the terms of engagement is a very natural place for physical connectors. And as, as with every personality, you're very much an individual. One of the things that the kind of the foundation of what accounts for what I call infinite individuality is the way our core personality and our two bodyguard personalities interact. And that includes things like how strong each of them is, how much they interact with the other. Are they circumstantial? Are they pervasive? Um, 
just various factors about how they present in the world. So as a physical connector, you're very different from any other physical connector, but it just means that there are certain ways that certain things that generally would tend to feel comfortable for you and how you manifest those things is very individual and and absolutely changes from person to person. So Mm -hmm. for you, again, choosing to be in this world where the terms of engagement are super clear. um, Again, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a fun place for you. It's a comfortable place. And if something comes up that you're not, that you don't like, Again, you know, that's still part of the rules in your mind. You're like, okay, and, you know, this is built into sort of what you expect from being in that situation and being being in that world. Yes, right. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and now your other, the one bodyguard, which is physical change maker. So I think it's fair to say that anyone in the world who has any serious involvement, enjoyment of, connection to any kind of competitive sports mm-hmm. has a physical change maker component. Okay. Now, um, it's it's not the other way around in the sense that pe- someone can have a strong physical change maker component that does not mean that they're involved in some competitive sports, but anyone who's involved and really has an affinity in some aspect of for competitive sports, very, very likely. I mean, I would practically guarantee has some strong physical change maker component. So I think that for you, again, it's clearly not your core personality. Um, because people who are physical change makers at their core, just, I think, overall, just have a slightly different attitude approach to life, you know, from, mm-hmm. from your approach in general. Um, but it's there, it's there when it feels relevant to you. So if you're actually participating in a competitive sport, even when you're watching the excitement of, okay, who's winning, what's happening there, that's very much feeding and sort of being supported by your physical change maker. Um, And it can also show up in other ways in your life, possibly. Again, I don't know you well enough to know, but definitely I can see that you have a really well-established physical change maker bodyguard um, that again, I'm guessing is circumstantial as, as relevant certainly to your sports involvement and possibly other ways as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the other bodyguard, which is the social explorer. You're talking about how, when you're out and about people approach you, you know, something, someone makes a comment that you don't take personally that, Um, you know, your ex took personally, that ability to sort of roll with the punches, I guess I'll call it, is some other personalities can have that in certain different ways. But the social explorer is really brilliant at, Mm -hmm. especially because as, as your core personality being a physical connector, and you are aware that, again, terms of engagement include these situations. When you're actually in that situation and dealing with it, you're definitely going to be, you, you've already sort of subconsciously planned it, right? You know that when you're going to be in that situation, you're sort of tapping into the strength of your social explorer 
in that moment so mm-hmm. that in that moment it doesn't you know trigger a reaction because if you were just staying you know holding fast to that physical connector personality even if you knew that this stuff was happening it would still be much more difficult for you in that moment to not be agitated about it because you knew you know it you you know that it's part of the terms of engagement but you don't think it should be necessarily and especially because physical connectors physical connectors in general and you can tell me if this is true about you um really have a clear sense of what's okay and not okay. So they sort of understand what society, they very much understand what the community they're in deems okay and not okay. But then also in the greater sense of right and wrong, kind of in a principled way, they very much have that sense. Like you would never go up and randomly approach someone I don't care how famous they were and just invade their space. You just oh, wouldn't never. do it. <laughs> never. Right. You wouldn't do it because, you, because you have those sensibilities, right? Mm-hmm. So as a physical connector, you really have those sensibilities. And so if you did not have the social explorer to sort of tap into, and when you're going to in the moment, the all personalities have some explorer element and the explorer element is the in the moment element. So for you, it's really a natural flow when you're in a moment and you're just like, okay, right now I'm feeling this moment right now and it's bothering me. It's just, just seamless. Your brain just goes and it just flows into that social explorer, which is your explorer, right? Uh, Component, Mm -hmm. your social explorer where you're just like, okay, you know what? I, I can deal with this. I can flow. I can roll with the punches. I can just you know, stay, stay in flow. And then when the moment passes, anchoring back into the physical connector, does that make sense? Does it resonate? Any thoughts? Yes. Um, I would say I definitely have um, an overwhelming sense of what is fair and what is right and not right. It's, I usually don't fall much in the middle on things like that. I think um, it comes clear to me yeah, like you said, whether or not society thinks it's thinks it's right or not, like I know what's fair. Um, yep. And I feel like I'm judgmental, but not necessarily in a negative way. Um, I just, yep. I'm exactly. pretty clear on that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's, that's really, really, you know, that's, that's very physical connector, very physical connector. Yeah. So, I might not always be confident yeah. enough to say it, but I, I definitely know what I always think yep. for sure. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now what I want to do is if it's okay with you, I mean, again, feel free to add anything you want to add. Um, but where I would say it makes sense to go is to try to narrow down the personality type that I think has the greatest chance of compatibility with you. Um, The greatest chance of success of, you know, who I think I'd be looking out for, so to speak, if I were you looking for someone who's going to really be compatible. So let's just, you know, I'm thinking out loud here. Um, Definitely someone who, well, you know what, before I do that, um, I want to get a sense. uh, So the relationship that ended two years ago, how long were you in that relationship? That was just about six months. Okay. Um, and did it, 
I don't remember if you actually said that, said this already or not, but did it end because of what you shared about he just wasn't comfortable with? Um, not necessarily. I'm I'm not sure if that played into it. Um, really, what happened was just you know maybe a few weeks before we ended up breaking up. I just kind of noticed that his it seemed like his feelings had kind of changed. He wasn't like connecting um, with me how he was. He was still physically present. He was still, you know, um, still with our routine as far as, you know, the time we spent together and um, still giving me that attention. I could just tell when we were together, there was something that was very off. And so I, um, you know, began asking him. And finally, after a couple of weeks, he told me that his feelings had just changed. He couldn't really point to necessarily one thing. Um, so that was that was kind of what happened. So, I mean, that that may have played into it, um, but I'm not really sure. I really appreciate you sharing that. So can you tell me from your point of view, what what was the best part of the relationship and what was the most challenging part of the relationship? Hmm. Um, I would say. I mean, the best part was that I felt like he was very consistent. I, um, I, in my past relationships, something that I struggle with is a lot of ups and downs with the person that I'm with and not always really knowing where they um, stood with me. It would seem like, okay, yeah, we're on a good track. And then I would kind of feel like, oh, okay, maybe they want, don't necessarily, they aren't really into this anymore. And I think that's why I identified this change in my last relationship very quickly because it's something yes. that I had become accustomed to. Um, so I would say that up until that point there, that first six months, um, he was, you know, always very consistent. If, if he made plans with me, he showed up. If we, um, you know, we had a, a weekend routine and, and that was always there. Um, he always communicated with me consistently. There was never any of that like quiet periods or not really knowing, um, yeah. how he felt so um which in like I was saying in my past relationships was always kind of an issue it was like a yo-yo um mm-hmm. back and forth and so I would say that was that was one thing um like I kind of mentioned it is hard more difficult for me to trust people and when I met him I was not looking for a relationship at all but he kind of wore me down with that mm. consistent um consistent <laughs> behavior and he was just a really nice guy um I mean, even even though we broke up, I don't have anything bad to say about him at all. He always treated me very well. Um, We never really had arguments or or anything. Um, But I I would say probably then the most challenging part was. um, Yeah, the the stuff I referenced with with the social media, because I couldn't really confide in him. Um, I couldn't talk to him about that kind of stuff because there was no, you know, there was no foundation for, for that conversation. So I would end up just kind of keeping that kind of stuff to myself usually. Um, and also I would say my mental health wasn't the greatest place when we were dating either. So that I probably wasn't the most fun to deal with always. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Got not it. necessarily thing really I can point to with him. Yeah. Um, he's kind of the okay. exception to my past relationship. Absolutely. So I want to try to figure out in my own mind, I want to try to figure out his personality type or just sure. guess I'm just going to ask you a few questions that will help me sort of point me in a, in one direction or the other. Um, again, no, no need to give me specifics, but in general, what type 
of work did he do just just very generally just give me a, a sense was it was it very physical work was it managerial was it you know just give me a category um at the time he was doing very physical work he was um but he actually went to his degree was in art so um he he wanted to get more he was doing landscaping but his eventual goal was to do like landscaping design i'm not sure necessarily what you call that but wow. <laughs> um mm-hmm where I guess you kind of like lay out what, what landscaping is going to look like for a property or or whatever the case may be and and design that as well as designing like the tile and all of the, the things that are worked in. Was he somewhat, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, so yes, a physical job, but he, he kind of had a creative mindset with him. Is he someone who, um, would you say works, is is very comfortable having a boss or he liked working for himself? Oh, I think he was comfortable with having a boss. I don't remember him ever saying anything negative about that. Okay. So, and this is definitely a guess, you know, I could be completely Mm -hmm. wrong, but my guess is based on what you've told me that he had a strong overlap with your personality. So he either um, is a physical connector or certainly had a strong physical connector component. Honestly, I think it's v- most likely that he actually is a physical connector. Again, mm-hmm. not the same person as you because any two of the same personality are very different people. You know, we're all individuals. But I, I would say he probably had the same personality type. Um, now, I think... Everything you said about him would really fit perfectly into a physical connector who, again, probably uh, had had a significant, had had a developed, a somewhat developed physical change maker, but which did not at all go into the sports, you know, direction. Um, but I would say that in his physical work, physical landscaping, which is very, I mean, yes, the design part, I mean, it's cerebral as well, but it's about very much interacting with the world in a physical way. Right. Yes. And it's something there's just, there's a sense of that, of just, I, I could just, that would, that would just really, um, that could really fall perfectly into being physical connector with a certainly somewhat developed physical change maker bodyguard that's specifically circumstantial. Most personalities are not necessarily compatible with other people of the same personality. You kind of want the perfect balance of overlap between bodyguards and core. But for most personalities, it really would not necessarily work to have two people with the exact same core personality. But I would say in your in your so in your case, eventually, I think that sort of, you know, played out. But I do think that there was something there's something really beautifully compatible about having two physical connectors. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, you know, there's something that I'm feeling there that I'm not saying it would be easy, but I do feel that there was something really beautiful for you in that particular piece of it. And so what I would still say is if, and, and again, we, we can't order up a person, right. But I still think 
the highest chance of success might be someone, and I think there might be different personalities that you could actually be compatible with. And I'm going to sort of go into that a little bit, but I do think that in a perfect world, if you will, having someone who was also a physical connector, but maybe had a slightly different configuration. You know, that's what I'm going to actually say. It's interesting because I I had made the comment that the other bodyguard wasn't important, but I actually think it is important. Um, So I'm going to guess that, I'm interrupting myself a little bit here, but I'm going to guess that his social explorer bodyguard was prop was pretty circumstantial. So with you, your social explore bodyguard is, is pretty pervasive. It's pretty much always there. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly there when you're dealing with the community stuff, but I just feel in general, you sort of have a, a willingness to be flexible. So I think your core personality is always there. Like you say, having not in a bad way, but, but making judgments about whatever situation, but, right. but then I think that your social explorer is really always available to you for you to decide and say, you know what? Yeah, I don't love it, but there's enough benefit from, you know, just, just, you know, going with the flow that that's what I want to do. And then you have the ability to access that part of your brain that can do that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I would agree with that. I am very flexible. I don't have a ton of like preferences as far as plans go, you know, whatever works best for everybody I'm down to do. Um, However, if there is that one rare time where I do have a strong preference for what I want to do, and I feel like I'm not being listened to or not being considered, I get extremely upset. Because I feel like I go with the flow, everybody else's ideas or what works best all of the time. And so if I do have a strong preference for something and I'm dismissed, I kind of get irate actually, (laughs) which isn't great. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's your way of standing up for yourself. I mean, all of us, you know, it's about when we get upset, how all of us can always can learn, okay, how to handle that in whatever different way. But I think the getting upset is very reasonable and understandable. And Mm -hmm. Um, I think, again, that's everything you're saying is really supporting the physical connector with very much an accessible physical change maker when need be. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, so but th- but then again, like you say, generally, pervasively, there's the social explore there. So, well, let me ask you this. Do you think that. Understanding you know, what I mean when I say the social explorer component, do you, and, and if you feel like you want to ask me questions so that to help you figure that out, feel free. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel like he had a strong social explorer component to his personality, strong, but circumstantial, strong, but pervasive, not very strong, not very developed, more developed, less developed. What, what What's your instinct? Uh, on? I think I would go with uh, circumstantial. I mean, in, I think it would depend on situations that he was more comfortable in, Um, you know, with his friend group, he was very social and, Mm -hmm. and um, like that, but around mine or, you know, just in general, not very much. So, which obviously can be an intimidating to do those sorts of things, but um, yeah, I I would say definitely more circumstantial. Yeah. I I think again, I just, I think you nailed it. I really think you nailed it. Um, So I think that, and I'm going to go into, different possible personality types for you. But I think what what I want to kind of say one option would be someone who had the same 
technical, you know, personality as you, uh, physical connector with a, I would say you'd want a really significant pervasive social explorer component, um, which would really give them that flexibility and not just flexibility, but they would actually potentially enjoy yes. being able to be with you in those situations. Like, you know, it would actually be kind of cool for them. So yeah. that, that, you know, I think, I think, and, and I think that, I think that's definitely out there. I actually don't think that's so rare, but here's the key. Here's where I think that finding the right person, you know, this is where the challenge would come up, um, is typically physical connectors have a very um, influential physical change maker bodyguard. So that's good. Like for you, it's influential and it's great. We want all, we want our bodyguards to be influential, but mm -hmm. the nature of the physical change maker is such that an influential change maker can be confrontational. And probably if you had to statistically look at influential change maker bodyguards, I would say that the majority of them would have a confrontational component. And mm -hmm. that would absolutely not be something I'd, re I'd recommend for you to be in a relationship with. I just, I don't, I don't, it would not serve you. It would just not serve no. you. <laughs> Made that mistake a couple of times. You're absolutely yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. So I think that, you know, one option for compatibility for you would be physical connector with really well-developed and pervasive and just very sort of influential social explorer bodyguard and where the physical change maker, again, you want a bodyguard to be developed because it just, it, it brings a well-roundedness, but that you would really want someone that, whose physical change maker bodyguard was very kind of like yours in the sense of very circumstantial. It was very, so here's, let me say this. So physical connectors really have a sense of there's a place for everything. Not there's a place for everything, but there's a place for everything. So whatever there is, is there's a place for it. Mm -hmm. So for you, when you're, you're, the way your bodyguards are, especially the physical change maker, which is very much a force to be reckoned with, your physical connector core is very much has a very clear sense of there's a place for it, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have a physical connector, let's say when they were raised, um, felt very unsafe a lot of the time, mm -hmm. they would be essentially forced from a survival point of view to allow their physical change maker bodyguard to develop in a way where it didn't always comply with the physical connector mindset. Okay. It sort of went, would go, you know, had the ability to go rogue essentially, uh -huh. which, which can happen. So the thing with our core personality is that in theory, if, if we've kind of developed in a relatively safe world and, and safe life experience, then the core personality is pretty much always has the, has the final word. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and, and the bodyguard won't really 
um, do anything or sort of take over unless the core really allows it and sort of permits it. But if the thing with physical connectors is they're very aware and they, and tell me if this is true about you, um, they really care about physical safety. Like that's they're very tuned into and very important. And so if you have a physical connector who's growing up in a world that is just fundamentally unsafe, literally the only way they can stay sane because that is something that pushes extreme like ridiculous lack of safety which unfortunately is so prevalent in our world for children growing up if you have a physical connector who's growing up in that world mm-hmm. they have to go to bodyguards to literally stay sane because yeah. the connector is just it's like this is it's so not okay for it It just so it needs to bring in the bodyguards and the bodyguard is going to typically go to I mean it can go to both in different ways like if it's something that can sort of like okay I just have to I just have to roll with it just have to roll with it then it would could sort of tap into the social explorer but that's not going to last long and Mm -hmm. so what's going to happen is it's going to go maybe even initially right it's going to go to the physical change maker bodyguard which basically is going is going to set this this individual up to be in an attitude of just I'm fighting for my life every second right like that's and so the physical change maker just takes over and it's when i say goes rogue i don't mean that in a critical way i'm just saying it has to it it in order to survive for the person to survive the physical change maker has to just say, you know what, I'm taking over. And I know you have these sensibilities, but those are not safe for us right now. So sorry, bud, but, you know, we're in my world now. Many people, people of all genders, I'm sort of making a generalization. There are many exceptions to it. I We're all individuals. Um, but I do think that given how men and boys are raised, mm-hmm. It's, there's even a higher likelihood that a boy who is a physical connector who's raised in an unsafe environment would sort of their personality triad would develop in this way where the physical change maker would, again, what I'm calling go rogue and just basically be, you know, very confrontational in a way that's really not so predictable because that's mm-hmm. how they have to survive. Um, so I think that that's, that's the piece that you really would want to look out for essentially, um, Mm -hmm. want more of a physical change maker that would, um, you know, that would mirror yours, honestly. Mm -hmm. Now there are also other personality types that might be compatible with yours. So one question I want to ask myself right now is, okay, would it make sense for you? Would it be compatible for you to be in a relationship with someone who was a social explorer at their core? And so to answer that, I want to ask you a question. Um, and it's, it's sort of a personal question. Again, answer it in whatever way you want to answer it. Um, do you like in that sort of interpersonal dynamic, do you like kind of macho energy at all you don't like it you can take it or leave it you know what I mean um how how would you define macho energy so I'm just 
stereo what what most people think of as a stereotypical testosterone energy mm-hmm. um I, I don't know about the word macho because just obviously i'm picturing like a guy at the gym with muscles like a hundred times bigger than his head or something like that <laughs> However, Sorry. wrong word wrong word i accept that i used the wrong word i just just the word that came to my into my head yes um, however, I would say that I definitely gravitate more towards men that are um, more assertive and I don't want to say dom- I don't want to say dominant um, because I don't want them to completely overpower me. But like I said, because I am so easygoing, you know, I kind of need somebody I can't be with somebody who it's like, oh, where do you want to eat? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What do you want to watch? I don't know. Like, we're never going to get anywhere, you know, so. Um, I, I am attracted to a man who is definitely takes more of that like traditional role in a, um, relationship, but, um, not too over the top either though, because I still definitely need some independence and I need, um, to know, you know, that our, our communication is a two way street. It's not just him dominating, you know, all of our plans and all of his feelings are more important and, and things like that. So it's, um, finding that balance kind of. Absolutely. You answered my question exactly. And if I had thought of the word assertive, I would have used it instead of <laughs> macho. Sorry, you know, yeah. uh, again, don't, no one come for me for using the word macho. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but yes, I exactly. That's what I was asking. So the thing, just thinking out loud here, um, typically uh, social explorers, I think would not be assertive enough for you, honestly. So, so I'm, you know, kind of moving on from that. I mean, there are some personalities that would be compatible, but I feel like they're they're so rare that I don't even want to kind of dwell on that because I just don't think that's likely that you'll necessarily come across that personality. So I would say another personality type that, based on what I know now, could be really compatible with you. Social connectors are the personality that I refer to as the essential leadership personality. Now, to be clear, there are definitely other personalities that can be leaders in different ways. I mean, I I see you as a leader in that niche world that you're in. But what I mean by that, what I mean by social connectors being the essential personality is sort of what I'm defining as diplomatic leadership. So specifically, it's not that you're not diplomatic, but it's there, when I when I say diplomatic leadership, I mean a few different things. First of all, I mean that um, very much if you think of politicians, and you can have you can have social connectors who are really leaders that we admire, political leaders mm-hmm. we admire, and then you can have social connectors who we don't admire. I mean, you know, you can have. Of any personality type, you can have people who, you know, are are jerks, you know, or really right. not, or, you know, that we agree with or don't agree with. But fundamentally, um, social connectors are the personality that sort of, whether they say it or not, in their mind, um, being president is is sort of, you know, in a perfect world, they would want to be president. You know what I mean? Like there's something they see themselves in that diplomatic leadership role. Like it's something that they would, that they would really aspire to. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So 
the thing again, as with every personality, you can have um, mature, immature, balanced, unbalanced, um, again, healthy, unhealthy. But so obviously we're talking about someone who's healthy. That goes without saying, right? But mm-hmm. about social connectors is that they're very, um, there's a way where social connectors and physical connectors get along very well. And first of all, they're both connectors. And the connector component for both of them functions it's 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 very distinctly different but in a sort of compatible way and it with what i mean by that is that both physical connectors and social connectors are very aware of and respectful of and accepting of to some accepting of in general it doesn't mean they don't they accept everything but in general their approach is yeah like this is this is good. You know, this is, you, you, we need to respect that. We need to accept it, you know, generally. Um, mm-hmm. And again, bodyguards come into play and are different, but both social connectors and, and sorry, yes, both social connectors and physical connectors really have respect for industry standard. And it, mm-hmm. the way it comes from a slightly different place, but that's something they really share, you know? So, so there's that it's it's sort of a there's in it's a very important part of both of worldviews of both personalities and so that's important because it's it really does support compatibility now social connectors have two bodyguards social mm-hmm. social change maker and ideas explore now, so the ideas explorer generally would be probably one of the personalities that is least compatible with a physical connector. Okay. So if the social connector has a strong ideas explorer bodyguard, you, there would probably be some you know, fundamental compatibility issues there. And I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go into that a little bit in a, in a minute. Their other bodyguard is a social change maker, which I don't think there'd be any issues with. Um, they would naturally, you know, the, the social change maker component of their personality um, would really give them a foundation of compassion, a lot of compassion, enjoy giving, um, you know, so that that's just, you know, that's, I think that could be, there are ways where, uh, social change maker could have compatibility compatibility issues with other personalities in certain subtle ways, but that would not apply to you. So that's we're good there. Okay. Mm-hmm. The ideas explorer. So ideas explorers, people who are fundam who are at their core, ideas explorers, are very very intense, very intense people, uh, very emotionally, uh, typically. Um, they feel emotion very deeply. Um, they tend to their their response to pain is to you know want to just look it in the eye and just they can be very dark. Uh-huh. Um, 
and just feel like we have to reflect the darkness and face the darkness. You know what I mean? Like that's people who are that fundamental personality. It doesn't mean, again, everyone's an individual, but I'm saying that's a kind of possible manifestation of that personality type. The healthier a social connector is, the more likely their bodyguards are to be developed. Because social connectors, again, anyone who's a core connector of any kind, there's a way where they want more, they want more, you know, in, in one form or another. They sort of want more data. And that data, you know, can come from different places depending on the personality. But just like for a physical connector, you want the data from the world around you. You, you like data. Um, again, you don't want to be overwhelmed by it, but you definitely rely on it. Like it's definitely something that like feeds you like in a vacuum, you're not happy. Like you need to have data around you happening. You know what I mean? That you can input. Um, mm -hmm. And is that right? Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. So a social connector is the same way. They sort of, they, they're pulling in, you know, from what's going on around them. And so what that will generally lead to is that they're also pulling in from their bodyguards, right? Bodyguards are sort of, you know, if you think of spheres, right? Our, our self is the center sphere and then our spheres of influence. So the first sphere right outside our core personality sphere is the bodyguard, right? And so we're, it's right there to pull from. And so if you have someone who is a social connector, um, they're going to pull from their ideas explorer bodyguard. Now, the good news is that someone who has a highly developed or very developed social connector is really never going to, when I say never, obviously, you know, people can encounter circumstances that are sort of outside, out, you know, out of bounds. I'm not talking about that. In a day-to-day -day life and sort of just, 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 normal life, what I'm going to call normal life, they would never lose sight of, I'm going to use this word loosely, what's appropriate, right? And that, that's something that social connectors and physical connectors have in common. They, they have a strong sense of, and it means something slightly different to them, both of them, but they're both just aware of, just again, I'm using this term loosely, what's appropriate, like what's reasonable. They're not going to suddenly, I don't know, go into some rant, dark rant, like that's not, they're not going to do that. But they might really, um, so the thing with social connectors is because they're very much about diplomatic leadership at their core, that's what mm -hmm. people say. Within themselves, they need something that they do that very few people will actually know about that is sort of their outlet. You know, because if you think about, you know, diplomatic leaders have a lot of pressure on them and they can't even you know, show an inkling of that, right? When they're actually in that leadership active role. And so mm -hmm. they really need something within themselves where they can kind of release that stress and sort of just, you know, just let go of it. They, it, I mean, you know, we're human, right? So for, so, sorry. So for social connectors, the social change maker bodyguard wouldn't really be the one to do that. They would be, they would have some aspect of their ideas explorer bodyguard that again, most people would not know about that was something they needed. 
to do. They kind of needed to kind of have as an outlet. And so it might be that they, um, there's, there's some kind of type, there's, there's a category of spiritual expression, creative artistic expression that is pretty intense that you would never expect when you first met them. You, you, you wouldn't see it. They don't want anyone to see it. But right. if you're in a relationship with them, it's possible. And it's very possible that it would be totally healthy. And, you know, to I mean, anyway, even if it's intense, it can be healthy, but it's very possible that it would be something that was just very, I don't know, that they just, you know, they paint like Van Gogh or whatever, you know. Um, but it's possible that it would take some form that in the, in the, in, when you, in that intimate knowledge that you have of them would feel uncomfortable for you. And that's just, there's no, I'm just saying it could equally be, it could equally not be. I'm not saying it's going to be the case, but I'm saying mm. that's the piece that you would need to bear in mind. Like if you're meeting someone, so what I'm going to do is say, okay, what it would look like to be meeting another physical another physical connector with sort of the kind of personality triad configuration that I think would be ideal for you and what it would look like if you're meeting a social connector with the personality triad that I think would be ideal for you but the physical connector it would be much more much more likely that you would pretty much know right away if you're in the right ballpark okay whereas with a social connector the piece that would potentially be a compatibility issue would be a piece that you would not know until you got to know them better. Okay. So I'm just saying that as something to be aware of. Okay. Now the, so let's say what it would look like. Okay. So if you, if we're talking about a physical connector, um, I actually feel like you sort of know what that would look like. I think it would look like your ex, except that they would actually, when you told them, when they were sort of first heard about or were first exposed to that, um, you know, that, that niche that you're in, um, they would have a positive response. It'd be like, oh, cool. Like you, their eyes would light up. Okay. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what you want. And I think the, I think the other aspects, you know, Again, you know what they are. You know when you're meeting someone else who has that physical connector. I think you just would feel it with, you know, whatever you call it. I think that's something that you would recognize. Um, and and I think you also know what to look out for as far as the physical change maker. Like, you know, you could probably talk to someone for, you know, 20 minutes, even less, and have a pretty clear idea you know, where their physical change maker bodyguard is, is sort of, you know, landing, you know what I mean? Do you agree with that? You think you'd have that sense? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think I connect with people very quickly if I'm going yes. to connect with them. Yes, exactly. To say in general, what the social connector I think would look like, it would be someone who, again, as soon as you saw them, as soon as you met them, it would be clear that, If they're in, if they're in a group, mm -hmm. have a certain magnetism. People are drawn to them. People are kind of want to follow them, if you will. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, they have a, a real um, 
Yeah, just just a magnetism. What you think of as you would look and say, yeah, that's just a natural leader personality. Um, yeah, definitely. And they, you know, they would they would never really be offensive. Like they would they would they would know they would know the exact right thing to say and do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And again, yeah. physical connectors also know, but with physical connectors, you know, it, it has a different flavor. You know what I mean? with the with the with the social connectors they they know the perfect thing to say and do and they use that with the so a physical connector knows the right thing to say or do if if they if i want to do something then that's okay like okay whereas social connectors know what the right thing is to say or do and they will do it even it has nothing to do that it's something they specifically they just they act that way it's just part of how they interact with the world does that make sense Mm -hmm. yeah i think so Um, maybe clarify it this way so physical connectors are not they might sometimes enjoy being having people give them attention but it's not something they kind of want a balance of it. Like there are times when they kind of like people giving them attention. There are times where they're like, no, I don't feel like getting attention. Right. It's sort of like what it is in the what it is, it is, you know, whereas would you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whereas, whereas social connectors, not in a way that puts people off, like I'm going to be the center of it. No, 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 no. But they're very good at creating, relating to their environment and to the people around them in a way that organically leads to them being, when I say the center of attention, I don't mean that everyone's like, like, like fanning, well, you know, that everyone's like, ooh, you know, actively being like, you're the center of attention, but in a way, yes, but not, but in a way that's not that's not, we wouldn't look and say, oh my God, that person just wants attention. You know what I mean? Does, am I making sense? Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. There's just a natural gravitation towards that person yes. um, and their yeah. personality. It's not that they're, exactly. you know, exactly. being showy or. Exactly. You know. And they, they like that, not from a place of being showy, but they like that because they, that feeling of leadership where they can actually sort of lead what they want to lead mm-hmm. then all is all connected to that you know what i mean that's what's important to them as social personalities they define themselves based on how they relate right so the physical connector fundamentally you're def- you define fundamentally you define yourself based on some aspect of your physical experience what what physical life is for you, right? The aspect of, of just living life in the physical world and what that experience is. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Whereas social connectors are defining themselves based on how they relate to other people. So that's sort of, you see where the difference is between then a social connector and a physical connector and how that would manifest. Definitely. So, yeah. So when you first meet them, they'll have that charisma. You'll see people just being drawn to them and they'll, you know, social change maker. They'll be kind to people, mm-hmm. people who are social connectors who are not kind. They don't have a well-developed social right. change maker. Mm-hmm. So they, 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 they're sort of, they, they'll, do, if you watch them closely, 
if they don't have a well-developed social change maker, if you watch them closely, you'll notice that in subtle ways that they can get away with not being kind. And they know that the people who they care about won't notice, they'll do it. Like there's someone who's, you know, lower status, who no one's going to notice. They will treat that person unkindly, potentially. And they know okay. no one's going to notice. That's going to mm-hmm. be, that's going to be the indicator for you. Just again, that's just first meeting. Obviously, as you get to t- know them better, you'll be able to see, do they have, is kindness something that they prioritize or not? Mm-hmm. But even at first glance, if they're in a group of people, you'll notice subtle things right away and how they relate, the, how they relate to the people who they don't consider useful. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That, that would be something that would really tell you, do they have that? that social change maker component. Now with the ideas explore, like I said, you're really going to see zero indication one way or the other. Mm -hmm. You're just not. Okay. So once you get to know them, one, I mean, I mean, you could have some specific situations where you notice something, you know, there's something creative they do. But again, I'm not you'll you'll figure that out. Like generally what's important and what's something that you won't just know without me having, you know, without some anything that you wouldn't automatically figure out, you know, regardless of what I say, you're not going to note is not going to be noticeable in public. So it would be it would become noticeable so let's say there's someone like that and uh, you've gone on a date and you're getting to know them. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. Um, social connectors. Generally, because they don't want other people to actually see their ideas, explore a component because it, it doesn't it's not it doesn't it. it, it hmm. Doesn't connectors in general are about pieces fitting together to make a big picture. Okay. okay. The ideas explore component is not a piece that 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 um, benefits the social connector picture with regard to leadership. Right. Like other people are looking at this person as a leader. Mm-hmm. The ideas explore piece is not something that they want in that big picture that other people see when they look at them. It's not something that they want people to kind of get about them, right? Okay. Because it doesn't, it doesn't add in the way that they would want it to add, right? To, to how people see them as a leader. Mm-hmm. So the thing with social connectors, they're brilliantly adept at social interaction mm-hmm. and they're brilliantly adept at um, reading people and understanding, okay, this person sort of, this is what's important to them. So one, one of the gifts, one of, one of the, one of the talents of social connectors is that, and what makes them really accomplished leaders, that if they're leading a large group of people, Mm-hmm. They have the ability, it's very, very organic, natural ability for them to know what role to put each person in 
so that there's a triple win so that the team wins, the individual is happy, the individual wins and they themselves win like mm-hmm. that. That's what they're good at. Now, there may be times, again, you have leaders who that's not their goal. They don't care about the individual winning. Right. So it's what they care about. But if they want to, they're very, very good at sort of setting up that, you know, double win, triple win, like everyone winning. Okay, so the what allows them to do that is that they read people intuitively very, very well, like because they define themselves based on how they relate to others. That's just part of it. They just know they look at someone and they know how to relate to them. Because they get, get it. It's it's just at a very, very just intuitive level. Okay. Just, you know, subconscious level, like just automatic. Okay. They know what to do. Again, that's assuming it's well-developed, obviously, that their core, you know, hasn't been sort of interfered with, that it's been allowed to develop. Okay. So they will know what you need to feel comfortable. And they will know that if you don't, if they will it will be very easy for them to not show you, to never show you, essentially. Certainly if you're not living with them. Like short mm-hmm. of living with them, mm-hmm. you basically, it'll, if they want to, for you not to see that ideas explore a component, you won't see it. Like it'll be like easy for them. Like it, well, they'll never slip. They'll never slip. When I say slip, I don't mean that bad thing, but I'm saying slip in terms of revealing that aspect of themselves if they don't want it revealed. Okay. Okay. So it would sort of be a situation that you could go on and really not have a clue. And then you would decide to move in together. And then, and then suddenly you'd be like, what the WTF? Like what, what's that? You know? So the, the way I would address that is being aware of that um, as Uh you get to know them so the thing about social explorers is if you're having a conversation with them and you're asking them a question about themselves that they don't actually want to answer, they are, again, super, think of political leaders, right? Super brilliant at, you know, sidestepping, changing the subject in a way that just feels organic. You know, it doesn't okay. feel forced at all. Like they're yeah. very, very good at just being, you know, and you'll forget about it. You're like, oh yeah, whatever. They just wanted to say something. Like you you wouldn't suspect it for a second, okay? That they're trying to get out of sharing something with you. You would really. So what you would want to be aware of with someone like that is that, you know, before you, you're moving in, you know, as your relationship mm-hmm. is progressing, that you know that there's some way and it can be um, it can, this could look a million different ways that they have some very deeply spiritual deeply creative deeply sort of intense aspect to the personality and if you have not seen it and you don't know what that is mm-hmm. then there's something about them you don't know and i'm not saying that means it's a bad thing at all because their reasoning for not wanting you to see it is not that, you know, they're a serial killer and they don't want you to know. It's just that they, it's a, it's, it's a deeply private aspect of themselves that, and if you see it, it makes them vulnerable and connectors in general, I would say specifically social and physical connectors, both. Mm -hmm. I think you'll understand this. You don't love that feeling of being vulnerable. It's you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree. And I think, yeah, that would feel, um, that would feel, I don't want to say not dangerous physically, but 
um, yes. emotionally to not realize that about someone, um, I, I would kind of think, well, what else is there? Right. But I think what I'm saying is that their reasoning for not wanting to share it in most cases, I'm not saying there couldn't be someone who has a really dark side that's, you know, unhealthy, but for the most part, it's not necessarily because it's unhealthy. It's because it makes them feel vulnerable and they don't like feeling vulnerable. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's, and even if it's potentially not compatible with you, it's not necessarily, again, that they're, I don't expect them to be a serial killer at all, but I'm saying that it's, it's something that is very personal. Mm -hmm. And because you as a physical connector, if you're in a relationship, if you're, if you're, you know, in, a, in an intimate, romantic, emotional relationship, there are moments when you're vulnerable, but they're very, um, it's like you you want those moments, you know. I, w I would imagine, and I, I, you know, right. I mean, you you want those moments. You just want them to be to be safe. Am I right? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. You want to avoid it, so you want. Ult I, you know what? Let me even you know bring it around this way. Let me come full, sort of you know close the loop this way. Mm -hmm. For both of you. Um vulnerability is very, very delicate. For you, the way your vulnerability is delicate is not from a super intense place. It's mm -hmm. just delicate in, in a very sort of just, you know, I don't mean simplistic, but si simple, pure place. Does that sound right? Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Whereas for the social connector, for the social connector, the place where they then become vulnerable, the place that they have within themselves that allows them to be vulnerable, the place within themselves that when they are choosing to be vulnerable, the place that sort of is leading that uh -huh. is the ideas explorer, which is very intense. Mm -hmm. So I really say that the way they become deeply vulnerable mm -hmm. is what you would want to make sure would be compatible. And if it were incompatible, it would in no way reflect that they're doing anything wrong. But I would really, the most simple way to describe it would be that there would be an intensity to it that just felt awkward for you and it would be again it's very much your personal feeling like okay wait a minute I actually want to adapt to this and I can like it would definitely be something that initially would be like whoa you can choose mm -hmm. to respond to that how you want to you can be like you know what my social explorer bodyguard gives me the ability to actually really just embrace this and actually, you know, experience it as, you know, something that just makes the relationship feel even more amazing and, and powerful. And that's totally cool. Or you would feel like, I just don't think I would ever get there, you know, and that would be very much a personal choice on your part. Again, there might be ways it would be unhealthy. I actually think that the most likely scenario is that the most likely scenario is that 
their ideas explore bodyguard would be totally healthy, like nothing, nothing objectively dangerous about it or wrong, but that it would pretty definitively have a level of intensity that it would be up to you to be making the decision about and to just be aware of it. Like if you have not seen this person, how they are, where, where they go in that real vulnerability place, like where their intense vulnerability kind of lands, if you Mm -hmm. haven't seen it, then it's, you know that it's still something you want to see before deciding that you want to commit to this person, you know, at a very, you know, at a highly committed level, you know, mm-hmm. like, this is it. Like you, 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 I would say you just want to be aware that that's a piece that you want to feel like you've, you're aware of what that piece is um, to know if there's kind of the full spectrum competitive to know if there is the full spectrum compatibility that you're looking for. Does that make sense? Yeah, I would say so. Um, Definitely, definitely a little apprehensive about that kind of stuff. Yeah. About the, about the committing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think again, your choice, which direction, but I think that those would be the two sort of personality configurations, you know, that I think would have the highest chance of success with you again, based on, your choice based on how, you know, what, where you would want that to land. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I think what you said um, made a lot of sense. And I've, um, I haven't identified all of those things in, um, in what I'm looking for in a partner, but uh, definitely a lot of things that you said resonated for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. I I do think um, uh, you mentioned, you know, the social aspect of, of, someone that I were to potentially be a match with. And I think that, um, that is definitely something that going forward is, um, something I need to look for, for sure. So, um, I would say, you know, you were pretty spot on with a lot of what you said. I appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate that. And also feel free to share if there's something I said that you feel was not, you know, on, or you feel free to say that as well. Was there something that you felt was not quite accurate or didn't quite relate? You know, honestly, not really. Even the things that you touched on with what would not be a good match um, resonated with me as well, because I think I did used to get drawn into um, situations uh, that did end up being being that way, which was um, what you said you might not see until you're already too far in. Um, you know, the, the boyfriend that I lived with um, a couple years ago, um, completely different person once I once I lived with him. So uh, exactly. pretty much from the start. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So how can people reach out to you? Where do you want people to find you? Um, sure. So pretty much on any social media, Twitter, Instagram, um, my username is Sal Spice. And that's just um, one word. And then links to my podcast or, you know, sports stuff is is all there in my bio. Awesome. Can you just spell it out just to make sure, you know, yeah. people know what it is? Uh, S-A-L-S-P-I-C-E. Cool. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for having me. This has been um, really informative and I will definitely keep you posted if I end up connecting um, with with any anyone that falls under the category we talked about today, which I will definitely be more self-aware of. Awesome. That's That's awesome. 
It was such a pleasure interviewing you, Sally. Thank you. And thank you, everyone who joined us today. Have a great week. Thank you for listening in to this Speaking of Dating Profiles interview. If you are single and looking and would like to be interviewed, please send us a message through our contact form on www.unconflict.com. That's www.unconflict.com. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to Speaking of Humanity, a podcast about human connection.